0: the Limitless
1: Leadership Podcast. Well, hello everybody and welcome or welcome back to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. So good to have you with us today. My name is Tim Alford. I'm part of the Limitless team and I'm going to be your host for today's conversation with Kenda Creasy-Dean. Honestly, it's an incredible conversation. There's just so much insight and wisdom and revelation from Kenda we originally recorded this conversation actually for a training event that we did for youth and children's ministry teams called Limitless Oxygen, but there was just so, so much depth. so It was just so rich that we felt we've got to put it out on the podcast for, for all of you guys to be able to engage with as well. So I really hope this is a helpful and stimulating conversation for you today. But before we get into it, I want to tell you about Limitless One coming up on the 12th of February. Now usually Limitless One is an event that we do uh, in seven locations across the UK at the same time but you know COVID. So this year here's what we're doing. Seven spiritual practices, one event, one Limitless family. On the 12th of February at 8pm uh, on the Limitless YouTube page, we're going to be hosting a national youth event for young people from all all churches, all denominations, uh, all backgrounds to to engage with. So we really want to encourage you to get your young people uh, online for that on, on Friday the 12th of February. Faith Child will be there doing a performance, Limitless Worship, will be leading us into some, in, in some song worship and I'll be bringing a little message about what it means to be a follower of the way of Jesus. How when we give our lives to Jesus, it's not just about something we believe in, it's not just about believing in Jesus, it's about following the way of Jesus. And the week following, We'll be dropping a new video every morning with a spiritual practice for young people to have a go at that day to help them to follow in the way of Jesus. So, whether that's community, fasting and prayer, simplicity and generosity, uh, scripture, and, and a load more, we'll, we'll be offering that every morning. And then at 8 p.m. every day, on Instagram Live, we'll be coming together to reflect with those young people on that spiritual practice and, and how it went for them that day. You know, was it was it comfortable? Was it difficult? Was it, was it easy? Was it hard? Did, did God speak to you? Uh, did, did he feel close? Did he feel distant? And what, what we want to do is put tools in the hands of young people to help them, not just to believe in Jesus, but to follow the way of Jesus. So that's Limitless One, 12th of Feb, 8 p.m. for the youth event and then the spiritual practices, the seven spiritual practices in the week that follows. There is a free resource that you can get hold of now. You can get all the information and get your free tickets for Limitless One and get your young people to get their free tickets for Limitless One. Just go to limitlesselim.co.uk forward slash one and all the info and your free tickets and the resource for the seven spiritual practices. It's all there. It's going to be a great night and a great week of, of learning to follow the way of Jesus together. Anyway, that's enough from me. I know that you tuned in to hear from Kenda, so let's get on with the podcast. Well, I'm, I'm just so excited to have uh, Kenda, Kenda Creasy-Dean with us. Uh, Kenda is the Professor of Youth Church and culture at Princeton Theological Seminary. She has written numerous books. Uh, a whole bunch of them are are key texts that uh, where where I work at Regent's Theological College for our youth ministry program, the the Limitless Academy. Uh, so I'm just really delighted to be able to have this conversation with Kendra tonight. So uh, let's have a, a nice warm welcome wherever you are watching from uh, for Kendra Creasy Dean. Kendra, welcome.
0: You know, I really appreciate
1: that warm welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can, I think we can be confident that people are clapping and cheering oh, and yeah. looping.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: wherever they're watching, watching yeah. from right now. So so Kenda before we get into this conversation, which as you know is about the new landscape of youth ministry, like what's youth ministry gonna look like in this, I guess, during yeah. COVID and, and hopefully we pray sometime soon post-COVID world. Yeah. Um uh, but tell us a little bit more about yourself, your life in Princeton, uh, your your work, family. Let us know a little bit about who you are before we get there.
0: Sure. Um, well, my husband and I are right now um, team Zooming, him in one room and me in another with our classes. <laughs> um, and um, our, our schools are both online um, for the year. So we are... In this for a while, um, a, as you know, we have not exactly been stellar at um, addressing pandemic in the U.S.
1: We've heard um, some things. We've heard some. have heard
0: things. a little about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of us are really looking forward to November. So um, the uh, we have two kids; they're both grown. Our daughter is married and to our. Um, our new son, Mendel, and they live outside of Washington, D.C., and our son is in New York as a filmmaker. So wow. that's, that's us.
1: Fantastic, so. fantastic. And tell us about some of the themes, Kenda, for, the, for those who, who've not been familiar with, with your work. As I mentioned, like so many of your books are key texts for us here at, at Regents Theological College and, and on our Limitless Academy Youth yeah. Programme. But tell us about like some of the key themes that have developed through, through your works over the years
0: yeah i I think um a big theme I, I this wasn't conscious, but as I look back, um I think I'm really interested in how youth shape the church and yes. and also how <laughs> how they they deform the church in really positive ways, I think. yeah um, so that's a big one. And in the last five, seven years, um, just the massive need for doing something different in churches has kind of taken over. And, you know, everyone in youth ministry, all of the folks who are on this call, right, um, you guys are the innovators of the church. Mm. Youth ministry is the R&D department of the church. Yeah. Um, But for some reason, that is never acknowledged. And so I've really drilled down hard on that in the last several years. So I do a lot on social innovation and, um, you know, innovation in ministry, that kind of stuff lately.
1: Uh, that's so right, and I and I really see that you know that many of the things that eventually become commonplace as practices in our church, <laughs> that they, they've they've started first in youth ministry, haven't they? I see that a lot, yeah. and I really think there's actually um, there's a mandate on on youth workers actually, not you know not to be the the people who only uh, seek to reach and disciple you know teenagers in their localities, but actually. To kind of be men and women of Issachar for the church, you know, to be the first to perceive of the shifts and the subtleties in culture, because the changes in culture, they happen most often first in youth culture, don't they? Yeah, they do. And so as youth workers, we, we can be those men and women of Issachar perceiving the signs of the times and helping the church to, to know the best course to take.
0: I really appreciate you using that example, and um, I think the one—and actually, this sort of gets us to our conversation today. Yeah. I mean, the difference—I think it's always been true that um, ministry with young people has been where the experimentation in the church happens. Yeah. But— in past generations, we could assume that the young people would stay on in the church long enough that they would influence another generation to come in the mm. church. And what we're seeing now is that young people are not staying in what we, what we have for centuries now, kind of understood as the church. Mm. They are, however, taking a lot of that out into the world with them. Yes. And so you could argue that they are, you know, Deployed as missionaries in some ways, sometimes with their knowledge and sometimes not. But um, I think they are they are shaping the world in ways that we need to acknowledge. But I think our assumption that they might shape the church might be a little overblown right now.
1: That's that's really interesting. What what are your reflections on 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 why that is that young people? So if I'm understanding you, you correctly, Kenda, you're saying that they're kind of holding on to, to faith and they still have. A faith in God, but are not connecting with, I guess, the institution of church as we understand it. Is, is, is that what you're saying? And if that is what you're saying, what, why, what, what are your reflections on why that might be?
0: Yeah, it's almost what I'm saying. Um, I don't think they're necessarily holding on to faith in okay. God in the way that we would recognize that. Yes. Um, they're holding on to faith in something because they desperately know, they know in their bones, right? They know that they want to be part, they're wired to be part of something bigger. Mm. And But this thing that has been presented to them as faith, institutionally, not individually, most of them know individuals of faith that they trust and respect. Yeah. But institutionally, there's just not much in that institution they want to replicate. Wow! Even look, even as that's true of people who will claim to be Christians as they move into young adult and kids who don't. Both, even kids that come to seminary, don't want to replicate the church that they've been in. You know, mm. and so we are in this huge. This was even before pandemic, and you know yeah. now pandemic. While well, the lid is off the jar now. Yes. And um, yeah. So they there's been this fermentation happening, um. People who were dissatisfied with the church in my generation, right, and came to seminary to fix the church, you know, um, aren't looking at the church as, the, as as worth fixing, really. They're looking at, well, the wow. things that, the, there are things that need to be fixed, but the church is not the place to do it. Wow. So whether I have faith or whether I don't, I'm going to take this, this little vocation that I can either name or not name as vocation, but this little... Inkling I have that something should change, and instead of locating that in a in a church setting, they're just a lot of them are just bypassing that and saying, "Okay, I'm going to locate that in social innovation, or I'm going to locate that in uh, you know some kind of NGO work, or I'm going to locate that wow. in wow. in small business."
1: Well, wow. what does that what does that mean for us as 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 youth workers then? Because the vast majority, Kendra, of 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 the youth workers and teams that are engaging in this session today, they're going to be church based. They'll either be employed full time, yeah. part time, or volunteers at yes. their local churches, helping their yeah. local church youth groups and ministries. What does that mean for us in that context?
0: That's a great question. It it means it's it's really in flux right now. Number one, yeah. Um, but actually, you know, actually one of the things I learned while I was in the UK, um, a couple of years ago, cause I was talking to a bunch of youth workers, um, and they said to me, why, why do you keep talking about the church all the time? Youth aren't in churches. And I was like, Oh, good point. Most youth actually are not in churches in the U S. Uh, I think you can count on about 8%, something like that. Mm. And that uh, is that other 92%, you know, that. We don't know what to do with We're good at addressing kids that are already here. Mm. But the fact of the matter is the, the, the fulcrum, the weight of the whole conversation is that the church is a, is a better, gosh, I love what Pope Francis says about it. The church is like a mash unit. It's a field hospital um, or it's a filling station, but it's not the destination. It's, it's the, it's the way station where you receive the grace that's needed to take these things into the, you know, broader culture. Mm. Anyway, um, our, our role as youth workers is shifting. Um, and if we ever, and I don't think youth workers actually ever really did look at the church as the destination of their ministry, but a lot of parents did, Mm. (laughs) you know, a lot of dioceses did. And, um, You know that's really, really being if it was called into question before, and now it's like, oh my gosh, the doors have just blown open on it. We're all innovators now.
1: Yeah, you're you're making me think a little bit of Andrew Root's uh, latest book, End of Youth Ministry. Yeah. He he addresses this thing about youth ministry being the youth group. Yeah. And that whole tension there, and actually, you know, in the in 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 the secular age, youth ministry as the youth group isn't. Isn't suitable, uh, and, right. and you know so, something. I, I i say he would say that considerably better than me. <laughs> One of the things <laughs> well, I often I say much to longer. <laughs> yeah, much longer. One of the things I, I often say like to our youth leaders is, you know, guys. Yeah, you know, in in the most loving way I can is, you know, it's it's not enough to be content with simply discipling the young people of the parents who already go to our churches because, yeah. like you said the vast majority of people are not there. They're in the schools, they're in, you know, they're in the skate oh. parks, they're on the streets. How are we pioneering, how are we reaching out to young people? Uh, and uh, Kendra, I wonder if I could ask you uh, with, with that in mind, like during this um, pandemic, during lockdown, has, has your perspective on youth ministry changed during this period of time? If it has, it, in, in what ways, or, or has it kind of reinforced some things that you were maybe thinking about before?
0: Wow. I, I hope none of my students are hearing this because um, <laughs> I have thrown out my syllabus for my class about 13 times. Wow. They still don't have a syllabus because I can't go back to teaching it the way I did. Yeah. I really think, that I think we are, the truth is I think we have been headed here for a long time. But I think one, one of the gifts, frankly, of this pandemic period has been that it has dropped, kicked us 20 years into the future. You know, most of the changes we're seeing—it's there are two things. It's—it's a—it's revelation, right? Because it's revealing things that we sort of, we kind of knew were there, but we could pretend weren't. Yeah. Um, We can't pretend anymore. You know, the 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 divisions in society, the divisions in the church, the divisions, or or the failure, the termites in the church are just really visible now. You know, Mm. and but the other word that comes to mind is an—it's an accelerator. And so a lot of the trends that already started just <laughs> went into overdrive in the pandemic and things we would have talked ourselves to death about, you know, sacraments online, start there, you know, uh, it just de facto became part of our experience. And yeah. so, um, we, we lived into it because we were plopped into it.
1: that's um, yeah, So true. That's so true. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. So, so when you say like you, you, you can't you can't teach it like, like like yeah. you did before. It, it, what what are, what are some of the things that you feel like you've had to throw out, and what are some of the the, the, the new things yeah. that you feel like you've had to pick up?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing is anything. I, I have not put it this way in my classes before, but I will this semester. Youth ministry in the even in the twenty five years I've been doing this. Um, has become more of an industry than a ministry in a lot of ways. Wow. And one of the things that pandemic has done for us is allowed youth ministers, because, because programs that we've been doing, you can't do, right? Yeah. And some of us are good at doing the games online, and some of us are good at you know creating other activities and all that's to the good. But, but we are either going to be in relationship with young people, Or we're not going to be in ministry with them. Because there is no group to come to. There is no program we can rely on. It stripped us down to the bones. Yeah. And that's good. I think it's gotten us kind of where we should have been and where we will have to be going forward. Um, Because the youth ministry, quote, what I'm calling the industry, are the... And shoot, I've written a lot of these things, right? Resources that we give to people so they can have a better um, you know group meeting or a, you know a more interesting Bible study. all of those things are fine, but that but they are they are the extracurricular activities to youth ministry now. In some ways, we had we, we used to get people together for the program, and then we would develop relationships out of that. Yeah. I think going forward it's going to be the other way around.
1: There is a there is a pruning, isn't there? There is a stripping yeah. back that's been happening here and actually what we're having to discover is what's most important.
0: How yeah. Jesus
1: told us to make disciples and some of those things which are I, I, I mean I use the word traditions, but youth ministry traditions. Like you, yeah. you use the words programs and resources. Those things have have gone and actually we're just back to basics aren't we the basics of disciple making and i just love that comment so good that you know if we don't have relationship with young people we don't have a youth ministry that's just so good and 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 so do you feel like that's where where the the emphasis for us as as youth leaders as teams has to be right now it's just on building that relationship getting to know the, the the young people is, yeah. is that where you feel we've really got to focus our attention
0: i do i i do and look we've always known that's where we have to focus but we've yeah. always had all of these other things we also had to focus on yes. and they had the effect of of kind of derailing us from the thing that we knew was core we've always known that the relationships are core but the thing is that Just think about the role this has to play for the church as a whole. You just take youth out of that sentence and it's still true. If you're not along for somebody's journey with their life, you're not in ministry. And so once again, people who are working with young people are teaching the church how to be church. Yeah. I mean, it's just really glaring for people who work with young people because they know that they can't fake it. You know, mm. adults are. You know, will put up with a lot of BS. Kids <laughs> won't. So, you know, it's like we it, we we're over. The, we can't pretend anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. That so so, Kendra, when as we kind of gradually, you know, at least in the UK now, uh, we're beginning to tentatively kind of recommence uh, face to face, in person youth mm. ministry. Yeah. Are there some of those things which? I guess they were the those those traditions those peripheral things those those programs those those resources that the the easiest thing to do would just be to try and pick up what we had before. Uh, yeah. Are there some things that you'd say actually maybe just leave that behind maybe leave that in the old world so that you can yeah. focus on yeah. on this proximity with young people on on this relationship oh, like with that. young people.
0: That's a great word proximity. Um and that's something that's so Called into question by the last six months right yeah um i do think that we need to leave a lot of the accoutrements behind it's like Mm. it's we're gonna have to leave sorry this is probably a a girl thing but i'm like you gotta leave the house without your earrings here you know (laughs) it's like we don't need the earrings we just need to leave the house (laughs) Mm. so yeah um i think it's not that there's not ever an occasion for the other stuff, um, but we've got to flip it, you yes. know, so that yeah. what we what we lead with is, you know, the accompaniment with these young people. I mean, I think what we're doing right now is walking to Emmaus. And, you know, there's just, there's a lot of questions going on. And the yeah. weird thing is that, I mean, the church was founded on, the on a particular problem and that problem was that jesus vanished (laughs) he was (laughs) he was absent and they were like uh okay so now what do we do because they're trying to figure out how to be present when jesus is absent Mm. you know and i feel like there's a, a an analogy there somehow to where we are how do we how do we talk about presence in a different way because we are absent from one another in different ways, um, so even as we come back together, the focus has. And I think kids will go here immediately because they've been apart for so long. The focus is on the togetherness. This is what scares people when they come, when they bring people back to school, right? I don't know in the UK, but American universities, some of them are doing really well with this. And others, they brought kids together and within, you know, like a day. You know, they had parties and they they couldn't stand being apart from one another. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've still, we've still quite like that. Their,
0: yeah, and they don't know how else to be together. Yeah. yeah. So we got we got to emphasize the together part, and then the what we do part, I think, is going to follow. Yeah. There's so much what they're doing in life that we just need to be there for the journey. So,
1: so, oh. so Kenda, can, can I ask you then, if if that's where our, you feel like our emphasis and our focus needs to be, does that in turn mean that we need to go smaller? Um, no, uh, let, no, let, yeah. let, let me tell you what I mean by that. I think one of the things that I've been thinking about during this lockdown period, I feel it's been quite exposing for how we've done youth ministry, because I think what it's yeah. shown, and, and I, I want you to feel really free to like disagree with me and say, Tim, you're way off the mark. That's a whole lot of rubbish. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like what it's shown is that our methodologies have been really good at um, bringing young people together in a place where they feel loved and they feel valued and they have a really good time. What, yeah. it's, not, what it's not been as good at is making disciples, which yes. is the thing that Jesus kind of asked us to do. And so I, I can't help but feel that if we really want to do that, if we really want to make disciples, we kind of need to do it like Jesus did it. And he had his 12 and he had his three and he had his one. And he, he invited, them, it's that proximity word again, that yeah. he invited them in, in, into his life. They saw who he was. They learned from him. Yeah. They walked with him. Do you think there's a necessity for us to, to imitate that and to do that in these days? I, you know, I yeah. can't help but wonder, Kendra, if... The fact that we have gathered a crowd has deceived us into believing that we're making disciples, and maybe it's time to admit that um, that 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 crowds and disciples are not the same thing.
0: Man, I think that's brilliant. I would. There's nothing I would add to that. Preach it.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it down and <laughs> say it somewhere else. <laughs> uh, okay, Kendra. So, so, let me ask you this then you know in the in the craziness of of this time and, and the world as it is at the moment what is god up to you know as you talk to 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 youth leaders in different contexts around the globe as you teach in your context as you spend time with young people as you spend time with god and you sit in his presence what you know what's going on Where, where's your sense of of what god is what god is leading us towards
0: Oh, yeah. Big question, only, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course, I absolutely have the answer to that. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. We're, we're I all mean, waiting the, with bated breath.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. The, uh, there's a lot, for some reason, the story, you know, Francis of Assisi comes to mind where, you know, he goes to um, repair the church in San Damiano and because um, it was it was about to collapse with old age, the church, and he goes inside to pray and what he hears God say is go, go and repair my house, you know, and it, because you, as you can see, it's falling into ruin. That's the voice that Francis hears. And in a lot of ways, I think there's something of this. I, I just feel like that voice is kind of speaking to us too, right? Mm. Go repair this thing, this church. that's it's forgotten how to be where I dwell, you know? and it's falling into ruin. So, um, you know, go create some things. Go create this space. I told my students this week when I was apologizing to them about throwing out my syllabus again. And um, I said, look, I wish I knew what to teach as the next thing. But the truth is you have to create it. Wow. And so what, and I think that's true for all of us on this call. You know, there is no thing we have to learn and then go do it. Our call is to go repair this church. Mm. And what that means is we take we take the, the stones and the sand under our feet. We're not called to build bricks for the empire. We're called to use whatever is right there under our feet to to kind of build from that and see what we can create. Mm. It should be a massively creative chapter going forward.
1: Yes. Yeah, because as much as this uh, as this pandemic has created real challenges for us in youth ministry, there is also an incredible opportunity, isn't there? Because there, it's we, like the deconstruction's kind of yeah. been done for us, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, and, and so we're there just is just this. Burned
0: out that we. Can't
1: yeah, yeah,
0: true. Left, right?
1: <laughs> as long as we don't have to do it on Zoom, <laughs> that's I, then it's I'm fine. Like, Anything. <laughs> anything uh Kendall, i heard you say something which i i thought was really really profound and, and and i'd love i'd love it if it just in the last five minutes we have together you could just unpack it a little for us i i heard you say that you know when you look to the future um you don't see one big thing coming over the horizon but thousands of little things yeah. And I really like that really resonated with my spirit because it's, uh, it's really similar to what the Lord's been speaking to me about during this time but but can you expand on that what what did you mean by that what what do you mean by the big thing yeah. versus the thousands of little things tell us more
0: Well yeah I, and and so I get asked a lot about well what's the next big thing coming you know what's the yeah, big yeah. idea that and I'm like I, I've been looking man I don't I don't see one um, <laughs> But the image that I have um uh, you guys are in the UK, so I don't know how present Dunkirk is in your consciousness. Uh, it was renewed for Americans um, when there was a movie a couple of years ago about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, so you've got all of these people stranded on the French coast and they can't get home. And so instead of the Navy coming to rescue them, they look over the horizon and what? Yeah. What? Are, they can't figure it out at first. And then they realize it's not the Navy. It's a thousand little boats. Yeah. So I feel like that's the image that guides me right now. And it's like, okay, what? It doesn't much matter which boat I get on, right? Well, God is sending lots of opportunities. Just get on one. So good. And try it and see where it goes and see where it leads. The point is to get off this shore where we're doomed. Yeah. And to get off that shore requires that we just get on one of these little boats. We don't yeah. know. We don't even know if it's going to really make it across the English Channel, but it's our only chance. And I, I feel like there are so many people out there who have, they have an inkling, you know? Yeah. They don't have the full thing, but they have an inkling. They have a hunch that's given them like a piece of the puzzle. And when we get together with each other, we suddenly find other pieces and a little bit of it, it goes together, which encourages us to do a little bit more. So um, for us to stay connected as people who are leaders with young people is important because we don't get the whole picture. We get part of the picture, but when we're together, we get more of it. Right. Yeah. and I don't know, I, I just see so much possibility in yes. where people are nursing these hunches. And a lot of them, oh, so as you know this, a lot of them are saying, we got to get out of the church basement, man. We got to get into what really matters on a day-to-day basis in young people's lives. How do they work? How do they love? How do they? How do they change their society? Those are the things they live that that, that define their lives. Mm. And for the church to be stuck in a youth group, in a room, in an old building someplace, is just missing where the action is.
1: Wow. Wow. So challenging, so stimulating. And I really just feel like that is a prophetic moment there for for some of you guys as leaders god has just been stirring something and you've not got the full picture and you don't know the whole deal but something yeah. something of vision something of creativity something of innovation is beginning to stir in your heart and maybe maybe right now this is just the moment that the holy spirit is prompting you in saying move on it get on the boat it doesn't seem too spectacular it, it's not the whole picture just but don't stay on the shore get on the boat and see, what, and see what I will do with that. I, I, I can't think of a, a better challenge uh, to finish on. Kenda, so stimulating, so helpful. Thank you.
0: Would, oh, you, so happy you, here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Would you pray for the guys right now? Thank you.
0: Gracious God, thank you for the people that have gathered on this call because they love you and they want to love you more and they want to be able to let that love shine in front of young people that they um, just would love to you know, find this love contagious. And for, for the people who are, who are part of this conversation right now, who you have implanted an inkling, hmm. um, give them courage that that inkling comes from you. Give them communities who can fan that flame a little bit and give them encouragement. Yeah, give them courage to go against the tide, because it's sometimes so a lot easier just to stay stranded on the beach. But the future, God, is with you. So God, let us look for those little boats that you are sending in our direction and trust that uh, there's one there that we are supposed to get onto and not to be afraid to take that step. God, thank you for the ministries of these these people thank you for the young people in their care yeah give us give us eyes to see them through your eyes and ears to hear them through your ears and let us not be afraid to be with them on their journeys in christ's name we pray amen
1: wow (laughs) i told you that was a good one didn't i just so much wisdom and and revelation from kenda there oh man uh i really really enjoyed that conversation and i hope that it stimulated your thinking as much as it did mine you know what at limitless we're just so passionate about equipping leaders and inspiring churches to raise up a limitless generation that means we're here because we want to see you succeed in your youth ministry we want to see you thrive and flourish and so if this podcast is helping you and, and you think it might help a, another youth leader you know, then please do feel free to, to share it on, on your socials, to rate and review it on whichever platform you access your podcasts to help it get into the hands of, of other youth leaders as well. And please don't forget about Limitless One, Seven Spiritual Practices, One Event, One Limitless Family, kicking off on the 12th of February, 8pm on YouTube with a national youth event online, Faith Child, Limitless Worship, talking about being followers of the way of Jesus. And then a whole week of spiritual practices, tools in the hands of our young people to help them follow the way of Jesus. Go to limitlesselim.co.uk forward slash one to get your free tickets, download the resource, get all the information you need for that. Hope to see you there and to see you next time on the Limitless Leadership
0: Podcast.